episode 58. I think we're gonna what? Freestyle Fridays? haven't got questions then think of a question and type it into the chat end of half term it's gone quick it's been a speedy half term man absolutely speedy half term welcome to the aim not higher podcast uh, it's been one of those weeks where there's a lot going on we've um put out the second episode to the quiet quitting question which i feel like i still haven't moved you on no, your opinion you haven't uh, which is which is a shame because I feel like I'm right, you know. Mm. But I understand. I understand. I respect where you sit. I respect where you sit. Um, I think today's episode is more less. Today's episode is less pointed than the others. You know, it's Friday. Whatever's on everyone's mind, we'll chat about. It's a bit of a freestyle today. We actually did have a question submitted. Um, and this question came from someone who would like to remain anonymous because you can do that. You can ask questions and be completely anonymous and we'll still answer. So this question was about mocks. When I say mock storm, what comes to mind? Stress. <laughs> How was your mocks process? You mean like revision and stuff? Yeah, just the whole the whole thing of like from finding out you've got mocks to run up to actually doing your mocks and the results. How'd it go? I think... When mocks start, it's just every day your teachers are reminding you that you're you're doing your mocks. So it's kind of it's your fault, really, <laughs> at that point, <laughs> if you're unprepared. And I was, un- I was so unprepared for my mocks because I think throughout my whole school life, I just winged it. I was like, it'll be right. fine. And it was fine. And then I did my mocks, and it's obviously like your practice of the real thing, and you're getting marked properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> it didn't go well. It didn't go well at all. I don't think... I think I passed English. Okay. And religious studies. Okay. And everything else was just awful because I'm, I'm like known to be bad at maths, bad at maths. Um, Is that science... a story you told yourself? Or a story no, you it's just us? a fact. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not good at maths. Um, but it was the turning point where I was like, if I actually want to not have to retake, mm. I need to revise my real thing. And it's good because there's quite a decent amount of time between your mocks and your real thing. True. So it does give you time to take it seriously. I think that's the whole point is to see what would actually happen and where your teachers can see where you need help and guidance. So I would go into it as if it was your real thing because that's the only way that you're going to get a real accurate, like, result. Yeah. And then do the work. If you need to do work, if getting those stars in your mocks are great. (laughs) Um, but if you are at a point where you are not doing as well as you would like in your real thing, you know that you need to do the work. So to just mm. do the work and avoid having to retake. Because that was my thing. I did not want to retake maths. I would have done anything to not retake maths. That's the thing. If you don't like the subject and then you don't do well at the subject, you then got to retake the subject and yeah. have another until year of pass. enjoying it. E- yeah. It's the until you pass for me. Because I was like, if I don't pass it now, I'm probably not going to pass it the second time. And a third time... I can't be like in my twenties and still be retaking maths. No, I don't want to do it seven no, times. No, no, fair, no. Fair, fair. I, uh, yeah, when it comes to mocks, man, it was a reality check for me because I was the guy. I, 
me, I got it. I got this. I got this. It's fine. I got this. Revise. Nah, it's cool. I got this. Um, I thought I'm naturally clever, so I just freeze my way for anything. Um, and then Mox came around, and they yeah, they weren't great. They weren't great. They weren't like the pat on the back that I thought they were going to be at all. It did not go in my direction. Uh, and it was a wake-up call. Mainly because my parents were so unhappy with the results that I had got. And when my parents saw my results and sat me down and said, Yo, listen, there's some new standards about to be put into this place. This is unacceptable. This is what I expect of you. And, and yeah, things changed from that point out. So I actually, like, hope you all fail your mocks. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> dangerously Alex said you just repeated my exact words so I'm guessing you're also like I'll be fine I'm just going to see what happens uh, Luke on the chat also said do I spot a new studio yes you do Luke this is a new studio setting um, so yeah it's not just me who approached like that I guess you kind of similar in the sense of like yeah like, I've done fun. I've done enough to yeah. pass so far I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Jesus will be a breeze It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Uh, our, our question today is actually around GCSE mocks. Now, I feel like I'm going to have to close the live to go and actually find the question and then come back to the live a little bit later, all right? So if you're watching on live, on the story, there's a little box you can put your questions. Put your questions into there. We'll answer your questions during this and we might we'll go back live later, all right? So keep up. Keep up what I'm saying. Keep up what I'm saying. Uh, so let me jump off and go and have Did a look. What's that, the question? Yeah, because I've got him a little higher on my... Uh, they, so it's on both. I know, but I'm saying this question. Ah, oh, they sent it to me. Bro, what about clients? There is, oh, sorry. There is another <laughs> question that's been sent in and I can't find it. It's a really old question and I think it was sent to Aim a higher. So somewhere in the inbox. I apologise. Uh, so here we go. This one is, I'm in year 11. I've got my first set of mocks. Oh, hold on, before we start. Eliza, how do you feel about this whole mocks? How did mocks go for you? Um, not great, but I was the type of person that I liked. So I was really bad at maths as well, but I did like paper after paper after paper because I just find that I learn what doing. I'm not okay. very good at like sitting and learning. Um, so the more papers I did, the more like eventually I would get those questions right because maths is like there's only a certain amount of questions they can ask you true <laughs> they're all gonna be different answers but you have to work it out exactly the same so um i think although i didn't do very well in the subjects that i knew i wasn't gonna do very well in the ones that i did i normally do well in i did very well in okay um but i think it was actually i just helped I, I found it helpful because i hadn't done any exams since uh sat and then in year eight i sat my dance gcse so apart from that, I hadn't really experienced about like going into an exam hall, being silent, okay. answering papers, being timed and stuff like that. And as quite like a, uh, I don't like change. Yeah. That for me was like, oh, now it's a whole different environment. Whereas I've been doing past papers at home, but it yeah. was useful for me to just get to know the space, I think. Um, and get to know like, oh, you're gonna have someone walking around and you have to ask permission to go to the toilet and stuff like that. Like <laughs> things that you haven't done for years. Um, so yeah, I, I found that more of like a helpful learning curve going, I know what room I'm going into now. I mm. know how it's going to be um, rather than going into that space for the first time when you're doing your actual exams. It was less about what grades I got. It was more about me being prepared mentally of what okay. space I was going into, I think. That's a good point, actually. Because even like that, for me, the, the toughest bit 
I say toughest, weird word, but the toughest bit was actually the standing outside before the exam. Mm. We surrounded by mates. And like the mocks, I thought they were a little bit lax with us. And then the real things was a different story. So uh, it was nice to get like, So they were quite lax on the, on the mocks when you did them, were they? On, on the lining up before the hall. Okay. Like they, they got us to be serious, but like two minutes before we walked in. Whereas with the real thing, it's like 10 minutes before you walk in. Like you're lined up pretty early. And want complete silence. You're not talking to each other. Mm. Not to mention the in your head going right. Let me just go over my last notes and anything I could squeeze out in that little line because you know that's gonna save the day. Um, so yeah, it was it was quite interesting actually. I see what you mean. Those little moments of getting used to this is how it's gonna be. Which uh, I give the full question. It says I'm in year eleven. I've got my first set of mocks in about twenty days, but everyone keeps telling me how I've left it too late and they're stressing me out loads. Not only that, but bro, I'm getting threes and barely fours. It ain't too late, is it? I said, cool, we'll answer on the podcast. And you asked to, he or she, uh-huh, asked to <laughs> remain anonymous, which is absolutely fine. Uh, for me to go first, just like straight off the bat, mm. I don't like it when people complain about not doing the work with the possibility that they've not done it right. It's mm. like, if you've not, yeah, if you haven't revised, well, you know you're not gonna go into a good space. It mm. means that anyone else that says anything to you, the reason that you're worried about it is because they're probably correct. Mm. No one really cares how you got there. Everyone just cares about where you are. Mm. So if you're gonna do badly in your mocks and it's gonna be because, oh, well, I didn't revise until 20 days ago, no one's gonna pat you on the back and go, well, well done what you did for 20 days and imagine yeah. what you could have got better. They're gonna go, well, you still got a bad grade. Like that, that's yeah, it yeah. at the end of the day. I think that's like in all areas of life. So I really struggle with, if you're getting bad grades and then you've left revision and then you're like, well, everyone's told me that it's too late. You already know it's too late. Otherwise you wouldn't be bothered with what they're saying. You'd be like, no, no, no. Mm. I know that it only takes 10 days to revise. You know it doesn't. You know it's yeah, going to yeah. take longer for you to revise. So get that in your mind now um, and don't worry about it now being too late because it's pointless worry. Now just get on and revise. What can I do for Really? Because that's, that's the only thing you can do. Um, I think what you've missed out on, sadly, is everyone says, oh, I know my learning style, I know how to learn, I know how to revise. And never, I never do and I never did until possibly now, which is... I need to do something to be able to get it. Yeah. So um, you've probably missed out on that time where now you can't play around with different learning abilities. You can't try and read something, write something, do an exam, make a little song. Like you yeah, missed out on those testing though. periods. You're now just having to go in there and go, What's, what do I think is the best way that I learn? And do like a guess mm-hmm. um, to, to cover all the subjects, I'm guessing now, because you've, mm. you've got 20 days. Um, yeah. You're someone that needs things till last minute when it comes to learning. I I like literally so, yeah. the moment I get something, I'm on it. Fair, fair. So uh, fair. it's more, I guess like you, you might be able to relate more to that. Oh, I can definitely relate. What? I haven't done revision standard when I was at school. Um, only for the mocks though. Uh, and I think I did myself a disservice there. And I think what you've done is yourself a disservice because basically what it, what happens is whatever happens in these mocks now isn't an accurate reflection of you at your best. It's just a reflection of you at a standing start, which for me was great. Here's your wake up call, Kamal. You can't um, achieve the great GCSEs you'd like to achieve in your head from a standing start without doing some kind of preparation. So great. That was the reality check for me. 
Mox did their job in that sense. It made me wake up, made my parents very unhappy with me, and it made me go and sort myself out moving forward, and I got some decent grades when it came to the actual GCSEs. So is it too late to like see what you're like at your absolute best? Yes, that is, and that's fine, cool. Let's not dwell over the mistake, let's not dwell over what we could have done, let's just look at now. I got 20 days left. What can I achieve within 20 days? You've got a choice. You can go at the route of I'm gonna average an hour a day. So between now and your exam, you're gonna get 20 hours. And I say average an hour because I think anytime you say I'm gonna do an hour a day, don't do that. And saying I'll do an hour every day is setting yourself up for failure because we all have bad days. We all have days where life happens. We have days where parents, guardians, aunties, uncles, oh, we're going on a three hour drive to visit your long distant cousin that we never, do you know what I mean? Like things pop up. So if you're saying, oh, I'll do an hour a day, you're setting yourself up for failure, don't do that. All I'm saying is let's average 20 hours. Meaning over the next two weeks, you might say each week I'm going to do 10 hours. Cool, don't know what that will look like. Might be one hour Monday, two hours on Tuesday, nothing on Wednesday and you make up for it. But you need to decide how many hours between now and exam day are you going to, are you going to use? You also said it's your first set of mocks, which to me means you've got more mocks coming up. So you've got more time to revise those other subjects as well. Um, but I can't have a system at this point. Let's just go right from a standing start. I've got 20 hours. What should I do? Me personally, my revision was always, if I did two hours of revision, one hour would be on whatever test is next. The second would be on whatever my weakest subject is. And it just was a system that worked for me, especially when I'm in the middle of my exams. So once you've done this first mock exam, there'll be more coming up, then you sort of split your time like that and you go, right, one hour on my weakest subject, one hour on the next subject. That meant it was fresh in my mind, but also I was working on my weaknesses. That worked really well for me personally. Um, but yeah, you can't dwell on what you haven't done before. You can only control what you can do now moving forwards, which is make the most of your time, set yourself a standard that you're going to hit for these upcoming weeks. And like Liza said, the experimenting time is probably gone now. So you either combine a few different methods or you just pick the one that you feel like is working best for you, i.e. you're a visual learner, great, BBC Bite Size, Mind Map's cool. Um, you, you like hearing people speak to you, so great. You might find a podcast that talks about the subject. You might record your voice while you're reading. Or you're a, you're a classical uh, person who learns how, when they read and you open your revision book and read. Or you go to every revision class that's on offer at your school. like. You've got to pick one and just dive in and go for it and hope for the best between now and exam time, basically. Remember, mocks are a opportunity to tell you what would happen if you continue doing what you're doing. And what you're doing right now is not revising. So what you're going to find out is what's going to happen in the real GCSEs if you don't revise. Great. You've got that feedback. Do you want that to happen in the real GCSEs? Possibly not. Wonderful. At least you found out now rather than at the real GCSEs. So this isn't a failure. This isn't like a moment to like, oh, I'm rubbish. I'm terrible. I it's just a reality check that goes, hey, by the way, keep doing this. This is what it's going to feel like. You're going to feel this pressure because at real GCSEs, people will say these things and it'll be even worse. People will be putting pressure on you and it'll be even worse. Oh, it, the worst is when you get out. Can you remember? Oh, oh. Oh. Did you get the question? Yeah. Oh, oh, I hated that. Thing is, it's like especially like in English where there's no real right or wrong answer. Yeah, luckily, like I knew deep down I was great at English, so it was yeah. fine. When you got out and people were like, "So did you did you talk about this?" That the other, I was thinking to myself, "No." <laughs> and then like for ages, I was like, "Oh, 
oh god like what if i did that wrong yeah but luckily like i didn't but and and i spoke to my i went and spoke to my english teacher after so i was like everyone was talking about this and then she was like well the originality points are going to be like zero then for everyone everyone thought, yeah it's true but it's true but i hated those conversations and i remember once one of my one of my friends turned around and was like i'm not talking about anything that goes on so if you want to talk about that can you go somewhere else Ooh, and nice. like everyone was a bit like oh that's so over the top and nice. i thought no, do you know what? Respect. I'm going to sit with you because I don't actually want to hear it. It's Respect. like everyone's got out and wanted to gas about the fact that they all got the same answer. But the person that didn't is then going to feel awful. That's right. So I was like, yeah, hats off to you. Especially when you've got two in one day. Because if, if you find out that you didn't do oh, the same in the morning. Up, and then afterwards oh. you want something like physics or maths. And then you're like, oh, I didn't say yeah. that last one. It's so yeah. true. That's a, yeah, they're dangerous conversations. You've got to be careful of people coming out of the exam hall. But and this, this is all this is all worse for the real thing. So seriously, you're at this point. Continue, do the best you can between the next twenty days. Go and do your mocks. Go and do the absolute best you can do in that mock room. See what your results are and let yourself know. If I attack my real GCSEs like this, here's the exact feeling and here's pretty much the same results I'm going to get. If you don't like it, great. Let's make a change. If you're fine with it, great. Do the same thing again. But by the sound, the fact you've even taken the time to write this message tells me you're not fine with doing all right. Or you're not fine with bad results you want more so you'll step up for the real thing what i would say as well is if these people are commenting oh you, you you've left it too late or whatever if you're bringing it up then that's on you if they're just bringing it up for the sake of saying something i'd put in parameters like my friend did and just be like do you know what i'm not like i'm here to be friends with you i'm not actually here to talk to you about my mocks i'll talk about my mocks and my revision to someone else that has possibly completed their mocks, not mm. like you that we're going through the same thing. Like right now, that's not for me. I find it irritating. So mm. let's just leave that conversation for another day. Because I think that sometimes people can like put their two cents in where it's not really wanted and it can make you feel worse. So just putting the parameters in there to be like, listen, we're great friends. We can go out and do <laughs> football. We can play FIFA together, but I'm not here to sit and talk to you about my mocks, my revision. Literally. Like that's not why we're friends. Yeah. It's not that time. What do you think, Storm? I mean, you guys pretty much said it all, really. <laughs> but I would say the fact that you feel stressed is a good sign because that means that you're not willing to fail. Mm. And you know that you haven't, you've acknowledged you've not put in the work and now you're pretty much facing the consequences. So I think it's good that you're feeling stressed. I would say, when you say, is it too late? Says the most laid back person I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what can I say? What can I say? <laughs> When you say, is it too late? Is it too late for your GCSEs? No, because mm. you still have time between now and your actual exams to make the changes. Like you said, is it too late to do your best in your mocks? Yes, because yeah. you've left it too late to put in the work for your mocks. I wouldn't go into it thinking your mocks are the end or be all because they're not. They're mm. not your GCSE exams. They're an indication of where you need to improve. So just do as much as you can between now and then so that you're going into it feeling somewhat better than you are now. And then take those corrections seriously because that's going to be the decider for your real thing. So from now, just get into the mentality of everything I do from now is serious and it's not a joke mm. anymore. And you should be okay. For real, for real. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I think that's spot on. And it's not to have you beat yourself up. It's not to <laughs> be a, a put down. It's quite the opposite. It's, it's quite empowering for you to know, hey, the past is the past, can't do anything about it. But from this day forward, it's, it's go time. Um, and we are examples of people who perhaps didn't take the mocks as serious as we should have used that as a learning opportunity and then went and fixed it for the real thing so but you have to get serious now 
I do not want to get a message from you before your real GCSEs saying the same thing. That, that would be a waste of your time, a waste of everybody's time because you've not taken the opportunity from this lesson. So, hey, it's all good. You've acknowledged it, which I take my hat off to you. Like, you know I mean? Well done. Because I think it's very easy, very easy to ignore these things and just stick your head in the sand and go, ah, we'll see what happens. Or, or go down the, I don't really care what results I get. All those people that are like, oh, I'm like great at cramming though. Like that's when I do my best revision. <laughs> like I'm just so good at, cramming is not a real life. So anyone that said to you, oh, I got these A stars from cramming. No, what they did before was laid really good foundations that's and then right. possibly crammed last minute. Cause you don't know what anyone's doing at home. So it always used to make me laugh when people are like, oh, I didn't even revise and in the last like five days, I've managed to just cram everything in. And you're like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you didn't. It. Yeah. You've been at home revising since last year on these subjects, mm -hmm. and now you're just pretending to everyone that you can cram and revise and get it done really quickly. Yeah. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Kim Kardashian doesn't look the way that she does because she goes to the gym, guys. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, let's not pretend. Let's not pretend that we're all just doing this because of like oh, all the last-minute hard work that we've put in. No, mm. no, no. <laughs> They've laid the foundations a long time ago. So laid some foundations. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, the next question came from Adam X. Hambleton. Uh, he said, what inspired you to start Aim A Little Higher? And I think to extrapolate that question, what inspired you to start with Aim A Little Higher as well? Um, for me, starting Aim A Little Higher was really simple. That's I, a big word you used to extrapolate. <laughs> you know, I got a couple. I got a couple. That was from your uh, English revision, was it? That, yeah, yeah. sometimes you have to just break out the thesaurus. Like, How do I say this in a way that makes me sound way better? Synonyms are your best friend. Um, but yeah, uh, what inspired me to start aiming higher? I think I just hit the jackpot with parents when I grew, when I was growing up. My parents were just quite positive. They were I was blessed enough to be like with both my parents growing up, and they just created an environment where it was like okay to fail, it was okay to try, it was okay to have random ideas, go and give it a try and see what happens. And then I went back out into like friends and their family situations and was like, oh, this isn't necessarily standard and that doesn't feel fair because I didn't pick my parents. It's just luck of the draw, right? So how do I then go out into the world and, and try and level this playing field with, with people and give you that control, give you that same sort of positive message that I got when I was young? Um, I tried it through politics, became youth MP, really fell out of love of politics because there's always a hidden agenda. There's always something else, always some something going on in the back room and it felt disingenuous. I think... Looking back now, I probably could have just continued politics and not conducted myself in that way. But at the time it was like, Ugh, no, get me out of here. And, and I ran and then figured out, right, how do I do this without having to worry about politics? And that's how Aim a Little Higher sort of came about. Um, but that's the goal, like raise aspirations regardless of your circumstances. I feel like your life up until the age of 18, <laughs> a lot of it's none of your business. Like your circumstances you find yourself in, it's, it's nothing to do with you. It's a roll of the dice, where you're born, who you're born to, what school you go to. There's so many decisions being made for us that are nothing to do with us that if we can spend some time controlling the only things we can control, which is getting to know ourselves, getting to know where we want to go, our work ethic, developing our character, then once we get old enough to go out into the real world and make our own decisions, become our own person, I just want you to have the best possible equipment, the best possible mindset, the best possible attitude and thoughts about yourself to, to give yourself a... a a head start in the world basically I think that's the best way to sum it up so yeah that's why I started 
aim a little higher. Um, why did you Why did you both start with aim a little higher? I was hijacked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you know, like, I actually was. I was. I was going on like a completely different route to anything really. Mm. And then I applied for a different. If you don't know the story, I want to tell now. But I applied for a different role, and then you guys pushed me <laughs> into yeah. the direction of speaking. Facts. But I don't think I would have accepted that if I didn't think what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be aligned because mm. I did sociology in uni because I wanted to work with young people like in the more social services side of things and I fell out of love of that but I always knew I want like since young I wanted to work with young people or just people in general mm. and then we had conversations we had like interviews and stuff and the more you guys were telling me about it the more I was like this is literally what I've, why I went to uni in the first place and it was just a shame that I fell out of love with uni the uni side of it this was like my opportunity to get on the right track and do what I want to do and make a difference whilst doing a job I actually liked because I could have went in I could have still done the social services thing knowing that I didn't like it in uni but because I wanted to work with young people I'm going to do it anyway and that would have led down a wrong path <laughs> so yeah I was hijacked but it was good it was a good thing <laughs> and I'm very passionate about what I do so yeah fair fair a lot of people say that I hijacked them. I feel like you said that I hijacked you as well. Oh, yeah. I had a full life planned out before I met you. You come in and just <laughs> messed up my whole life plans. I was never getting married. I was I was going to be a single father with, with one child in an apartment. I was going to move around the country and rent in different apartments for three, six months at a time. Had it all planned out. It's just a common thing for you. I know, I just then you come along. Oh, oh, we're in love. Let's get married. Oh, let's start a family. Oh, let's get security. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, I like hijacking people. I've made good choices so far, so I'll just keep going. Um, I think it makes me laugh when people ask you that question because you always get the same answer. But I think people, I don't think you ever say, like you do, but in a different context. Hmm. I think the thing is, Kamal actually tried loads of different things and didn't really care about doing badly. If one thing about Kamal is he'll go like full head in, 100 million percent, but if he falls out of love with it even two weeks afterwards, he has no harm in putting his hands up and go, oh my bad, yeah, actually not what I want to do. So like, you did do your dancing school thing, you worked with a lot of like the SEND community. Yeah, true. And I think that, um, he tried a lot of different things and he didn't find anything that aligned. And when most people start a business, it's because they see people doing different things, but it doesn't tick the box that they want to tick or they're not willing to change certain areas to tick that uh, either their employee's box or um, the outsider's box into their company. So he saw lots of different companies doing different things. He tried to work for them. He tried to set up his own company doing different things and they didn't work. Um, or they didn't align. So he created Aim a Little Higher with the hope that they would tick his boxes and then eventually tick other people's boxes. Like, so Storm comes in and she doesn't come in and just do what she's told. She comes in and she shares her ideas. I think that's the point of what we want Aim a Little Higher to be. Kamal knows he's getting older. And so from what, he, what was okay five years ago... <laughs> what was okay five years ago isn't the same now and equally him growing up as a man is in a different environment of what growing up as a woman and it's not about saying oh let's try and make those completely exactly the same but what it is going is let's notify the differences and so there'll be different approaches to each, each one um 
so I think that's that's why Aim a Little High started from my perspective. I guess the reason that I joined Aim a Little High was actually fundamentally at the beginning was because he was trying to run a business that wasn't a business. He was running like a very much oh, well, this place wants me, so let me say yes, and this place wants me, so let me say yes. And when I say he started a business because somebody else didn't know what they were doing, it was very hard to go, oh, this is the structure and this is what Aim a Little High wants to achieve because when you say yes to everything, you're not actually achieving anything. Mm. So uh, he needed some processes, he needed some limitations in place to go, okay, well, if you want me to come into a school, I need to know who I'm going to speak to, I need to know what city they come from, I need to know how old they are, I need to know what their problems are, because everyone around the world has different problems depending on their postcode, depending on their upbringing, depending on Mm. what education institution they're in. So you can't just say yes. And if I'm not going to be able to solve your problems, there's no point me coming in. Um, number one and number two just very simply he didn't know how to manage a diary so um, (laughs) that's why I came in first and once we got the structure of the the foundation like you talk about Kamal you can't build without having a foundation and once you got the foundation of Aim a Little High sorted it was very easy to then start building don't get me wrong you can start building a building and then be like what on earth was that Mm -hmm. and then once knock it down afterwards Um, and I think that aim a little higher is is good at doing that because i i find it stressful more than kamal does but when kamal will so when kamal builds a building though he doesn't build it brick by brick it's just automatically up it's like one of those german buildings that just comes along and it's already a house <laughs> it's like oh, okay okay we're just, we've just gone full power in there and then if it doesn't work kamal has no hesitation of going into the house and going actually do you know what this is awful and just knock it down for me i'm like hold on a second we've just built a whole entire house can we at least save a few bricks from yeah. this or a, or a front door? Um, so I think like uh, that's something that still as Aim in Ohio grows. Some people say, oh, why did you start Aim in Ohio? I think it's interesting to go like, I don't feel like we're even halfway there with Aim in Ohio. I feel no. like we're still starting. Um, and I think most businesses feel that, especially when they bring in another integral person that wasn't there at the very beginning but that now is like a supporting beam of what mm. Aim Little Ohio um, has. So I think like, that's why we originally started it, but I still think there's so many different ideas, the economy is moving, the landscape of where careers were, even like when we were at school, is vastly different to where careers are now. Tell me about um, The like Brexit massively changed the landscape of what uh, students need to know now going into the economy. So I think like when I talk about German building, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like we used to just be able to have German buildings pretty quickly. Now it'd be a bit of a problem to even get the parts for a German building. So um, I think yeah, we're still starting, and I um, companies are as good as how quickly they manoeuvre in the new environment, mm. and you need to manoeuvre quickly and not get left behind. So I think like still and consistently, we'll probably still be starting programs, finishing programs, and things yeah. like that. Hundred percent reacting to what you actually need in the real in the real world in the market mm. i think it's one thing to have an idea then you go into school and you do it and you're like okay yeah do this a bit differently step that up a bit different like even the the amount of assemblies we do like we've had like lots of conversations around that of actually assemblies are great but it's the programs where the real transformations are made so even shifting the language around how we speak about ourselves as speakers it's like yeah we speak we're not speakers we're like more like facilitators we're 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 working to, to help transform and to transform you need those long-term programs that work over time and 
yeah, it's been a very, very interesting process. Uh, it definitely still feels like starting out, which is both really exciting and really frustrating because it would be nice to just have the original idea and be like, this is it, this is the one, let's keep going. But as with anything, it, it chops and changes. And uh, yeah, thanks for letting everyone know that there were a bunch of failures before Aim or Higher. My gosh, loads of businesses. Some were doing really well as well. Like the, the under 18 raise, that's going great. Really good. Just completed it. <laughs> it got boring. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like, when most CEOs of companies, they start something. Mm. I mean, one of the CEOs that I know very well started something, built it, but he's a startup guy, so sold everything. Mm. It's a like, billion pound company now, but doesn't want anything to do with it because he's like, it's not a startup, I'm bored. Wow. So it's like, I think those people that have the mentality to build big, unless you are obsessive over it, so like, Elon Musk hasn't hasn't completed that game yet because he's like, oh, yeah. hold on, but I, I want to get to a point where everyone is driving electric cars because it's better for the environment. Yeah, yeah. So how can I make it so feasible for everyone to enter that market? Um, I think other than that, when you get people that can build a business and get it pretty quickly up there, they're intelligent people, but they move quickly and they get impatient, so they get bored. Yeah. So yeah like you said you got bored of your other ideas it wasn't that they all were going dreadfully some were going dreadfully but some things you just were like oh they don't align i think what's interesting about this environment is that because it changes so quickly and although you mm. find that frustrating i think it's probably the thing that's held you on for so long um to make to make those changes and to understand the environment and to where you were i mean where we were even when we started it is about thinking to yourself do i actually just want to go into school and speak for an hour mm. yeah great i can get a round of applause i can get a few laughs and maybe people walk away with a message but long term you know that actually isn't a feasible standard for students to take away with them yeah. i know you know it's when you go and watch an hour performance it's lovely it's great but it's not like when you're fully in grass in a series yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Movies are great, but you forget about them pretty quickly unless you watch every Christmas or something. <laughs> Series, you now suddenly feel like you know those people yeah, and you're invested in gross, their journey. Right? Um, so. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's a. Uh, this matters, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, this, this matters. The work we do matters. Whereas I've never said that with anything I did before. It didn't matter. Like, Sure, Andre's raving. raving. Going out raving. <laughs> hey, it's great. <laughs> and then you go, all right. Does, how much does this matter? What, what, who are we helping here? Yeah, help a bit of escapism. You know, experience what it's like to be an adult. That, but, but it just didn't matter. The dance lessons, I thought were the key because for me, dance helped me grow confidence, helped me find my own like identity, my own lane. It, it was the basis of like so much. And then. I realised, like, a room of 100 people, how many want to do a street dance lesson? You have, like, 17, 20? And it's like, ah, hold on. There's 80 people in this room who I cannot help through this mechanism. So, yeah, yeah, this matters. And I think that's why it's <laughs> it's still going and still rolling and still evolving. But, no, it's definitely been a fun journey. And uh, I've I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And it's been great having, having well, you first come aboard and actually, like, you know, you can't book two gigs on the same day. Like things like that. Fascinating. Fascinating lessons. But also you can't just say yes to everything. It's to do my head in. Yeah. No's are powerful. <laughs> yeah. Just like just knowing who you want to work with, who you don't, whether you align, and it's okay to say, No, do you know what I don't do that? I think people really fear that. Yeah. 
when they like start off a business because they just want to say yes to absolutely everyone but the thing is is the more you say yes or the more you don't ask those hard questions of your clients the more they feel like oh well they're sort of like a jack of all trades and good at none Mm. um and also it means that you don't have the best reputation within your area because you don't know what your area is even (laughs) now sorry we have those conversations yeah we had that conversation the other day about like needing to severely niche down i sound like gary v i don't want any of that stuff but i feel like niching down to the point where you're like able to go no Mm. no to various different things like oh are you a speaker you're gonna need to be more precise speaker on what and what do you want to achieve and a speaker to who because if i'm going into a room of i don't know accountants that want to be better at knowing the economy right now that's not me and i'm never going to be that i'm not going to go back also and do training in the economics because i don't want to (laughs) yeah you know what i mean right um and I think it's like, if someone offered you a million pounds right now, but it wasn't what you did, would you take it? And I always think like, your answer should be no, if you if it doesn't align with you, full stop, end of story. What you went down, they could have paid you more money, but in the long term, it's not going to align with you. So you're just going to get frustrated and mm. money doesn't take away that frustration. It just actually makes you more frustrated for longer. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. More frustrated with more money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's real, it's real. It's been a very exciting process of, of growth and figuring it all out and yeah it's a general keep going on and then whatever we learn we'll come back and teach you guys so that you can start the lessons earlier you know because some storms makes me feel old so yeah you know, <laughs> i'm not that much younger if than I, knew you this guys. Was, if I knew this back when i was storm's age oh gosh what's interesting though it still made me young but she knew who she was and what she wanted to do I think that's, that's like fundamental. It would that's have made your decision of choosing here, of leaving university, of whatever choices mm-hmm. you made, so much easier because you know morally and everything of who yeah. you are and what you want to do and who you want to help. If you don't know that, it will make everything so much harder. Yeah. Starting with who am I, what are you about? 100%, 100%. And it's been a... Uh, a great time to I think even looking around you ask the same question like you know how you have all these <laughs> politicians going through the revolving door mm-hmm. <laughs> at number 10 Downing Street I'm wondering if like they go through the same questions who am I what am I about because anytime you see like an integrity battle or you see like these people I resigned from this role but now I'm back in the role and mm. I know nothing about education but I'm gonna be the education minister and just say yes like things like that I just think what do you stand for own it like if someone comes and says, hey, I want you to be the foreign secretary and that's not your bag, like you can say no and say, actually, no, I really care about education. That's the one thing. Or, And I think that's where like, even in our political system, if we had more self-awareness and more like clear vision, it'd be more beautiful just in, in every area. You know, when you have those teachers who like love their subject and you can tell in it like. It's always the English or the RE teachers. Fair. Oh. For me, it was the humanities teachers, like in their bag, like. I've talked to you about history. I love this. You want to say after school? Yep, yeah, let's talk more. IT teachers as well, actually. Yeah. But but you remember those teachers. You don't remember teachers who are like, ah, oh, yeah, here's some maths on the board. You remember ones who are like, maths is, is, the, is the, the code to the universe. It knows everything. Like, give me a maths. And that passion, like, comes across. You remember those teachers so much. So I just think in every area of your life, like, that is the formula to, to massive impact and ultimate success, I guess. So, yeah. I think that's all our questions. 
mainly because I forgot to put a message out to ask for questions earlier. So <laughs> this is so simple with us. So thank you very much for all your questions. Uh, the, the Freestyle Fridays, hey, we'll do them every now and then. And it's just like it says, like it says on the tin, it's the freestyles. And every now and then, Storm and, Storm and Eliza will drop a little freestyle over the beat. Uh, see what comes to mind. See what direction you want to go in. I feel like one day you're going to crack. I'm going to say it often. One day you're going to just go, oh, do you know what? What would be amazing if you're really good and it plays and you're like, similar with them, let me use when I'm a human, what I get to get. Do you know what I mean? It's like, wow. I mean, that's taking a step up. You could do, you could figure out some like rhyming sentences. I went straight to Eminem. I went straight to Eminem. Oh dear. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. You could have been anywhere in the world. You chose to be with the Aim Higher podcast. We appreciate you. Um, I've been, I've been, I keep, I, your boy. <laughs> Did we introduce ourselves at the start? Nah, today we just assumed that everyone knew who who we were. I mean, I mean, if you don't know who we are, maybe go back. True, true. Definitely worth going back. In fact, that's the point. I might do an episode where I just give you like a deeper interview, Storm, and let people like really get to know who Storm is. Because I think I've got one. I think you've got one. If we go way back in the numbers. Yeah. Or maybe we'll do new ones and up to interview everyone. Yeah, who everyone is and go deep dive. Take over the interview. Yeah. Challenge us on some of what we've said before. Yes. Yes. This. I like it. Full blown. Like, what's that person that does the ones with the uh, positions? Oh no. Oh, Andrew Ma. Yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. We just. I'm gonna pull up all your old tweets. There's Kamal's got a few. Oh. Kamal's got a few. There was one actually that came up on your Facebook like not long ago, and we were like, "Who on earth is?" That? My issues. Where it's all like pretending broken English. It's like oh. you are, but not like the the words you are. Just like the you and the are, and you're like, "Why are you writing?" Like oh, that? That's so bad. W O T and like yeah. Ah. Yeah, on that note, I'm going to play the outro music again because I'm getting flashbacks. <laughs> Please don't go for my old tweets, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Leave them buried where they need to be. In fact, I might go on Twitter tonight and delete them. Once they're all. in the internet, I'll find them, don't worry. Yeah, I'm gonna... they're, never, they're never gone. Never gone. I'm going to be doing a delete all tonight. So if all my social media goes dark, you know why. Thanks for staying with us. It's been a pleasure. We will see you with a new episode next Wednesday. That's right. We actually have a day of the week where episodes are going to start coming out. Doesn't that feel good? You can come to expect it, rely on it, and enjoy it. I've been Kamal. I've been Storm. And Eliza has been Eliza. And you know what? We are all still that person, even after this episode. So uh, thanks for watching. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace.